Nikola Jokic is pacing himself to have yet another all-time season. Where is he going to end up this season in his overall numbers? And I think it's a little different conversation to be had about a player having four straight MVP seasons. And we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets defense and why they've been so dominant. And we're going to tap into the upcoming Nuggets versus Houston Rockets game. This is Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Nuggets, your team every day. And we are so glad to have you back for yet another episode, y'all. And the Denver Nuggets are rolling through the NBA right now, sitting at 8-1, and one, even with Jamal Murray missing the last two games, again projected to be out at least for the next rest of the month of November. And so there's a lot of great things that are happening with the team. The team, as many suspected, are playing very well, and they're even exceeding expectations that they had coming into the year. You know, this year, people were suspecting that sometimes they might fall away a little bit, that they might meet their under because they just wouldn't care about investing in the games as much because they won a championship, might have a little bit of a hangover. Uh, But the Nuggets have taken these games very seriously. And outside of the game versus the Minnesota Timberwolves, they've shown up ready to play and ready to compete in every first quarter. And even being down 20 to the Pelicans just two games ago, they're able to get a come-behind victory uh, and get a dominant win. And then, obviously, they follow that up by getting a great win versus the Golden State Warriors. I know that the great Matt Moore got a chance to talk to you about that game. So the Nuggets are streaking. They're doing really well. But if you look at the very top of the team, Nikola Jokic is approaching the season, perhaps, in a way that we just haven't seen before. And then on top of that, uh, they might not have expected around the NBA. Now, this is a great comment. Uh, Absolutely, Ted. Uh, They had their championship hangover in April of last year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Going into the playoffs, the Denver Nuggets obviously losing to the Spurs and the Rockets, losing to the Bulls, losing to the Raptors. Uh, They already had an opportunity to have a big letdown spot, and so maybe that's what did it. Maybe that was enough, and obviously they'll have those spots this year as well. But I think what people are seeing is that the team and Joker, they've excelled to such a point that they're just able to get into who they are much more quickly, and they can respond to adversity in ways uh, that we quite maybe haven't seen before before the championship run. But, y'all, I know everybody here knows about Joker, knows Joker's the best player in the world. You know that Joker has reached a place in his career where he's a top 20 all-time player. He's going to continue to move up those rankings as time goes on. But, y'all, Nikola Jokic so far this year is averaging 29.1 points a game. 12.9 rebounds a game, eight assists per game on a 68% true shooting. Now, his three-point percentage has dropped to 33% because of the last couple of games. He's only shooting 71% from the free throw line, which, again, you expect for it to pick up as the season goes on. He has nine double-doubles in nine games. It's him, Kevin Garnett, and Carl Malone uh, in the shot clock era, basically, that have started the season off with nine straight double-doubles, 2010 double-doubles. And then on top of that, he has three triple-doubles so far this year. Joker is averaging 29 points a game on 68% true shooting. 
That's just asinine to think about. And then if you put in context the fact that Joker is doing this with a fully healthy team, doing this without a Jamal Murray available for at least the foreseeable future, there are just ways that he has been able to elevate his game that are just really doing wonders for this Denver Nuggets team and then for him even personally. I mean, really, this is just something that I don't think people quite grasp that you can be a center, 13 rebounds a game. You can be a center, eight assists a game, and then you can subsequently be a center averaging 29 points a game on 68 true shooting. And the way that you affect a court is different than anybody else there is in the NBA. And and even you could arguably say in modern NBA history, if not all of NBA history. But even beyond that, the advanced stats are back. And they're all telling this great story of Joker. Joker has a 34.1 PER this year. That's obviously the best all time. He's off to another torrid start. Torrid start this season. Joker has a 13.6 box plus minus. Another torrid start to the year. He already has an offensive box plus minus of a 9.9. A defensive box plus minus of 3.6. And then his win share for 48. He's at 0.334, which, again, is an all-time number. Now, his usage is up, given the the course of where the the team is right now. Uh, He has a 31.5% usage, which, again, is still not top 10 in the NBA, but definitely uh, the highest so far of his regular season career. But all in all, man, Joker – Steph Curry is another player. He's averaging, uh, Steph Curry is averaging roughly uh, 30 points a game as well. He has a 71 true shooting, uh, Joker 29 and 68 true shooting. So there are obviously a couple players, Joker and Steph, Embiid, that are averaging a high number of points on insane efficiency. But a thing that's making Joker so dominant right now is that he's just able to get to his spots at will. And even if you look at the Warriors game, you know, we didn't talk about it on this platform, but if you heard me on the Swiper platform at all or on Twitter, Joker in the third quarter basically called six straight isolation plays for himself down the stretch of the third quarter because the offense had just gotten completely stagnated. The team wasn't moving. You could tell that the confidence wasn't there for the rest of the roster, at least at that point in time in the game. Obviously, it, it came back in the fourth quarter. It was definitely there in the first quarter for the starters. But Joker just kept calling his number. And he kept getting in isolation, kept scoring in isolation. He had 14 points in that third quarter stretch. And then on top of that, Joker started the game 6 of 16. And then he eventually stopped taking those threes. And Joker was 8 of 9 in the second half versus the Golden State Warriors. So his scoring numbers are outrageous. His ability to be able to influence the game on a possession-by-possession basis is better than it's ever been. And if you look at the MVP tracker right now, which you can find on Basketball Reference. Jokic has a 73.5 probability to win the NBA MVP award right now. A 73.5 probability to win the NBA MVP award. That's insane. Joker has placed himself in a place where he arguably should have won three straight MVPs. He's on track to win another MVP and... Even Steve Kerr, apparently the other day, uttered that Nikola Jokic might be the best player in the world. When you hear other coaching staff talk about Joker, 
It's the unstoppability. It's what I talked about this with the New Orleans Pelicans broadcast. It's this LeBron James effect that you know what's coming. You know it's unstoppable, but you can't do anything about it. It's just one of the things where I think the NBA is having to reconcile with the fact that there's a player at 28 years old that seems to be reaching a new height in his powers, a new level of dominance in his play, a new level of control in his play. And that's what makes the Nuggets so scary because I think this is a thing. Historically, and even obviously going into last year, you knew the Nuggets were going to be good. You knew they were going to be able to play at a high level if they were fully healthy. But you kind of were able to sleep on, for some, how good Joker was because he hadn't yet had a significant long playoff run that he also played historically dominant in all three rounds. I think he did that in Ute versus Utah in the first round, the Clippers in the second round in the 2020 playoff. But then you could say to, you know, 22, seven and six that he had versus the Lakers on, you know, low volume, but really good efficiency that he could have been a little better for sure. Uh, he's obviously really good in the 2021 playoff, but then he got swept by the Suns in the, in the second round with a just decimated roster. And then 2022, they lose in the first round with another decimated roster uh, to the Golden State Warriors who won the championship. And then the very next year, they come back. And then Joker is able to just go on a 30, 13, and nine and a half run on 63 true shooting. And then he comes back the year, this year and he's averaging 29, 13, and eight on 68 true shooting to start the year. It's just asinine, y'all. And I think that the conversation around Joker is going to continue to get louder because as he continues to dominate these record books, now he's fourth all time in career triple doubles behind Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson, and Russell Westbrook. And he basically did it in less than half the games, less than half the games that LeBron James was able to do it. And then again, this year, Nikola Jokic is shooting from two. He's shooting 71% from the field from two to start the year. 71%. So basically, when he gets inside of the three-point line, seven out of ten times, he's hitting that shot. That's asinine. Hooks, floaters, 80-plus percent of those shots. Mid-range, 60% of those shots. So the conversation about Joker's changing. The conversation about the different Nuggets is changing. And because Joker has been so dominant, because Joker has been so good, all of this just changes the trajectory for where the Denver Nuggets are headed. So best player in the world, continuing to certify his legacy is one of the best players of all time. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets defense because there's really two big components here. So obviously, Joker's dominance, the offensive greatness of the Nuggets, but defensively is really what they've been hanging their hat on. And so we're going to touch into that right after this in segment two. So let me be honest with y'all. There are a lot of things that you can tap into, a lot of things to, to get involved with in the world. But we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. And I'm thankful that the, about the connection that we have. And today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications, and you realize what that means. Bring on extended travel, bring on a next natural disaster or supply chain issue or something were to happen in your life, you're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Ravaccio prescriptions. And this is possible because our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply 
I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. We're back here at Locked On Nuggets. I appreciate y'all being with us today. I'm your host, Swiper. And now it's time to tap into the thing for some people is the most surprising part about the Denver Nuggets season. But here's the great thing about where we are right now. Here's the great thing about where the Denver Nuggets are headed. Because it's one thing when you're the best offensive team in basketball. It's one thing when you're able to play at a high level and execute higher than anybody else on the offensive end. But your defense, as proven in the playoffs, has to be able to meet the standard of greatness required. And the Nuggets so far this year, if you go to Dunkton threes for adjusted defensive rating, they're sitting at 12th in the NBA at a 110.8 defensive rating. But if you look at their defensive numbers, Defensive efficiency, the Nuggets are the fifth best team in allowing the effective field goal percentage in the NBA. And at a 50.9 mark, they're the ninth best rim defense team at 60.3. They're the 11th best mid-range team uh, de defending at 39.9. And they're the fourth best three-point defense in the NBA at 32.6. And they also are the fifth best at disallowing you to shoot from the three-point line that they only allow for 35.9% of their opponent's shots to be allowed at the three-point line. So the thing about what's happening right now for the Nuggets is they have become one of the teams in the NBA that is able to slow you down, that is able to stifle you, and that is able to mix it up at a, to the degree that a lot of star players are struggling significantly versus this Denver Nuggets roster. For instance, shout out uh, to uh, my boy B. Moore at, on Twitter. Uh, he put a, a compilation together of what the Nuggets, the stars look like versus their defense. And Anthony Davis, to start the year off, 6 of 17 for 17 points, a 45 true shooting. Desmond Bain, 4 of 17 for 15 points, a 38 true shooting. SGA, 2 of 16 for 7 points, a 19.7 true shooting. Laurie Marketing, 10 for 24, a 54 true shooting. Anthony Edwards, 8 for 16, a 61 true shooting. That's the best so far. Luka Doncic, 11 of 24 for nine turnovers for a 62 and a half true shooting. Zach Levine on 4 12 for 12 points, 43.6 true shooting. Zion Williamson was 10 for 22, a 44 true shooting. Steph Curry, this last game he just played, again, has a 71 true shooting on the year. Had six of 17 shooting, and he was 0% from two, and he had a 59% true shooting. The Nuggets defense has been excellent so far this year. And if you look on NBA.com in terms of just regular net ratings, not adjusted for schedule, the Denver Nuggets have the seventh best net rating in the NBA defensively. They're right behind the Magic, the Clippers, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Knicks, and the Timberwolves. They're just allowing 100 and 7.6 points per 100 possessions so far on the year, which is a far cry better than what they were last season. Now, 
The thing about this is you know this is real because you know the fact that the Denver Nuggets have done this in the playoffs and the NBA Finals, and so they had to get to this point. And I think you're just seeing a residue. You're seeing a carryover from who they were in the playoff time. And I got to give a huge shout-out to one person. I'm going to give a couple shout-outs here, but especially to one person. So after the game versus the Golden State Warriors, the NBA always releases uh, the matchup data to see who the primary matchup was on a, on a said player and then what their shooting percentages was, turnover, all that other stuff. According to NBA.com, Contavious Caldwell-Pope held Steph Curry to 3 of 8 shooting, which is 37.5%, and 0 of 3 from the two-point line in last night's game versus the Golden State Warriors. And I also noted that Casey Speed spent more time as a primary defender on Steph Curry than he has on any other player this season. Now, if you get to this point where KCP has been lobbying and telling folks that he wants to make first team all NBA, and I believe that he's on pace to do that. KCP has been an exceptional, exceptional defender to start this year. He has been one of the best POA defenders in the NBA. He's been one of the best chasers in the NBA. He's been one of the best screen navigators in the NBA. If you go back and watch that game versus Steph Curry, the ability KCP has to be able to mirror and shadow Steph Curry, to get around those curl screens, and to be able to get to the ball, swipe the ball away, and then create turnover opportunities, which led directly to an MPJ runout for an easy layup. KCP's defense this entire year has been exceptional, and he's arguably playing better defense now than he ever has. And this is including last year's playoffs. And so if you just look at KCP's numbers, he has a steal rate of 2.8 right now, which is the highest of his career. He has a block rate of 1.4% which is also the highest of his career. He's already on pace as a defender to have his best defensive season of the year. He has a 1.2 defensive box plus minus, which again, these numbers can be a little rocky because they can say things that aren't necessarily true at times, depending on how they weigh the scale. But KTP has been a positive in the defensive box plus minus. He's already on pace to shatter his defensive win shares historically. He already has a better block rate and steal rate than he ever has at any point in time in his career. He's been exceptional. And his it's his focus as a defender that makes him so dangerous. It's his ability to lock in and key in. And again, y'all, when you stand next to KCP, he is a legitimate six foot five. But I like him. I like him, KCP too. Kind of how uh, if you're a football fan, Jetta's Justin Jefferson. Uh, he's kind of this really slender, but like a strong, really rangy build that has really good side-to-side -side movement. And he is just a very fast athlete. And he's explosive and quick. And he uses that explosion. He uses that quickness to drive through ball handlers. And because he's so good at being able to anticipate where the offensive player is going to be, that's what makes him so good it's the fact that he's so smart and he's able to lean into everything like he is defensively so just an incredible incredible year from him 
Uh, again, if I had to, to make an argument, I think he's been one of the four best POA defenders in the league so far. And that says a lot about a player that's stationed in the role that KCP is in so far this year. So KCP gets the first shout out because of how good he has been so far this year. But I got to give another shout out to Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon has a 3% block percentage right now, currently the highest of his career. He has a 2.3% steal percentage this season, which is also the highest of his career. And he also has a 0.9 box plus minus, which again, kind of funky. You know, you got to weigh it correctly, but that's also the highest of his career as well. So when you put Aaron Gordon, KCP, Michael Porter Jr., who's been exceptional this year, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, and then you have players that are that good, and Zeke Najee with Jokic and with Burt Murray, it just gives you so much defensive intensity and really just makes the Nuggets as good as they are. So shout out to the different Nuggets for being able to anchor this kind of defense and shout out to them for being willing to be able to commit to that end of the ball like they have. So we got a final segment. We're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets versus the Houston Rockets and what you can expect from that matchup. Uh, we got some stuff to tap into because the Rockets have been good. They just beat the L.A. Lakers by 34. Um, that's a very good team. So we're going to find out how that match is going to go here in segment three. So I don't know if y'all know about prize picks, but if you don't, you definitely got to lock in. Prize pick is one is even one of the places that offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players get injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. I love to test my skills with prize picks this basketball season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is a simple way to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds as well. So make sure, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit matchup of up to $100. Y'all, we're back for segment three of Locked On Nuggets, our final segment. This is, again, your host, Swiper. So thank you so much for joining today. Uh, this has been, again, a really great year. We just talked about Nikola Jokic's dominance. We talked about the Denver Nuggets defense. Now we have to talk about the Houston Rockets matchup. Again, y'all, with a team that's playing really freaking good so far to start this year. So if you look at the NBA standings, are actually in the playoff picture right now. The Houston Rockets are currently slotted at the sixth seed in the Western Conference. They're sitting at four and three so far this year. And I got to tell you, man, the Houston Rockets are, as many Rockets fans will say, they are actually playing as about as a lot of people expected them to come into the season, but they're actually playing better than I thought that they would. I projected that they're going to be the 13th seed so far this year. And again, they might still end up being that depending on how the rest of the year shakes out, but they're playing very high level basketball and defensively, they are also locking in. And that's one of the things that when you make the Dylan Brooks signing and then you get Fred Van Fleet 
and you get Ime Udoka on that roster as a head coach as well. You expected that to turn around, but the Rockets have the ninth best defense in the NBA to start the year. Uh, they're sitting at 108.3 defensive rating, which is really good. And their ability to switch, their ability to chase, and their ability to try to deter you from getting to the rim have been really good this year. And the Rockets, man, uh, they are just a team that is really scrappy, that plays very hard, and that they just have a belief in what they're doing that helps them to really separate themselves as one of the better teams uh, in the NBA and especially in the Western Conference so far. So if you look at the Rockets roster, if you look at how they're playing together, they actually have a really interesting collection of players. So the Rockets currently are starting Fred Van Fleet, Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith Jr., Alfred Shingoon, Eamon Thompson just to back up, Jay Sean Tate, Corey Eason, you know, when he's been healthy, Jeff Green, Jock Landale. They have a lot of good players. They got about three really solid veterans on their roster. And Jalen Green is getting better at basketball. Javari Smith's been getting better. And then Eamon Thompson is going to be a hellacious defender. Obviously, it's going to take him a while to figure it out and how to put all of everything together with his skill set. But again, he's been really good. And I think when you look at this matchup versus the Denver Nuggets for them, they're going to come out, I think, with their hair on fire. One, it's because of Alperen Shingun. Alperen Shingun so far this year is averaging 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6.6 assists, has a 62.7% true shooting. Now on the season, he's shooting 33% from three. He's shooting 61% from the line, has two double-doubles. He's shooting 59.8% from the field. And he is averaging about a steal a game as well. Shin Goon is a really good player. Shin Goon is a player, I don't know if you saw me argue with Ryan Blackburn on Mile High Sports when he ranked his top 100 players. I argue that he should be a top 100 player easy. I think he's the best player on that roster. Uh, Shin Goon is, for me, the best facsimile of you know, people say Jokic, but if you look at his numbers and the way he plays, it's really reticent to DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, if you remember correctly, last year, DeMontis Sabonis averaged 19, 12, and 7 last year on a 60% true shooting and above. I think that that's a player that fits him very well. Uh, very good passer. He's a good scorer. Uh, doesn't have necessarily a playoff scoring bag yet, but he's a player that can surprise you. He's actually pretty explosive for a player with that kind of skill set as well. Like, he'll dunk on you, you know, and Shingun is a strong dude as well. Now, he's a little undersized, so he's not like the biggest dude in the world, but as he continues to get more skilled, as he continues to invest in his game and figures out the nuances of the basketball court, I think he's going to be an all-star level player at some point in time. I really do. And if you look at the way Jalen Green has played, now his numbers haven't been great, uh, had a better game versus the Lakers, but boosted a little bit. But he's averaging 19.6, four rebounds, 2.6 steals, assist a game. And he's shooting a 57.8% true shooting, which, again, is below league average. But, again, that's another player that's continuing to get better as well to figure out the game. And then, obviously, you have Jabari Smith averaging 14-7, true shooting on the year. Uh, on the year, he's averaging, again, less than a steal on a block a game. He's shooting 39.5% from the three-point line as well. So those are the three young guns, and obviously they got Eamon Thompson coming off the bench. But then 
The surprise of the year for a lot of people is Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is averaging 14.7, 4.6, and two assists, 71.5 true shooting on the year. And Dylan Brooks, he's shooting 56.9% from the field, 53.8% from three, 93.8% from the free throw line. And also, he's a hellacious defender. So the Nuggets are going to have their hands full with a team that's scrappy, a team that's good, a team that believes in its identity, and a team that's committed to learning how to play basketball the right way. So I think a lot of this is key to a little things. And I'll actually say this, you know, Melody is dead responding uh, to a chat here from Oregon fan. Uh, Shingoon's made guys like Dylan Brooks much better, makes the whole team better offensively. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that the thing is, is that Shingoon is a really good playmaker for a center. And again, Shingoon's on that DeMontis Sabonis. You know, I think he can be a third team all NBA player at some point in time in his career. Again, I know that's projecting a little bit, but I think if you just play it out, I think he'll get to the around, around that level, hopefully. Uh, Shingoon's playmaking, plus the offense and the way that they're moving right now and the creation that they're allowing for uh, the other players to make on the court, is really aiding the entire squad. And Dylan Brooks is obviously a, re a recipient of why they're playing so well. So the Denver Nuggets, I think, they're going to run Reggie Jackson. They're going to run KCP. They're going to run Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and they're run Nikola Jokic out. Obviously, you're going to have off the bench Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, Zeke Najee, maybe Justin Holiday get some more minutes. Colin Gillespie will probably see some more backup point guard minutes as well. So the Nuggets are going to definitely have to play hard in order to win this game. But I do think that they pull it out. I think that the Rockets are good. But I think the Nuggets, you know, hopefully – uh, given the fact that they had three days off coming into Houston and then having to come back and play the Clippers, we'll be ready for that game. I'm predicting the Denver Nuggets are going to win, win that game versus the Rockets. I think 115 to 105 is about what I would project. I think that they're going to be able to play good defense versus them, but the Rockets are going to give them a fight, and the Nuggets will pull it out again in the fourth quarter. So 115 to 105 is my final score prediction. Uh, y'all, make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe to the Locked On family. Locked On Nuggets are continuing to grow. You have myself. Adam Adez and, and Matt Moore trying to give you your daily locked on content, y'all. And y'all, that will do it for today's episode. I will see you on the other side soon. We out.